feels like actor Shreya Pilgaukar is everywhere. A streaming star if ever there was one, she's ideally placed to discuss what it's like navigating the OTT arena today as an actor. Shreya's made a name for herself in multiple projects across platforms, including Mirzapur on Amazon Prime Video, Taza Khabar on Disney Plus Hotstar, The Broken News on C5, and her finest work yet as unshakably righteous lawyer Kashyap Kazi in one of last year's best shows, Guilty Minds on Amazon Prime Video. Shreya sat down with me to discuss her journey, how much the platform matters when considering a role, pay disparity, and the changes she'd like to see in the streaming space. Hi Shreya, it's wonderful to have you on the streaming show powered by Omax Media. Hi Sachin, thank you for having me. So, you know, over the last few years, you've really gone on to become one of the most exciting talents on streaming. And I spoke to Omax to get some viewership figures, just to get a sense of the reach of some of your recent shows. And if you combine the viewership of Taza Khabar, Guilty Minds, the second season of Gone Game, The Broken News and Crackdown, you get an estimated total views of 50 million. Wow. Which is insane. Wow. That's a lot of million. Thank you for that very exciting statistic. That's great. That's, That's not even know. including the juggernaut of Mirzapur because they yes. only sort of started uh, measuring recently. So, like, if you include Mirzapur, that is just a whole other level. That's crazy. Wow. Why didn't I ever bother to find out? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, it's a sign of a good couple of years. <laughs> yeah. It has been. It has been. And you really don't understand um, what these numbers mean until you get out there and you get a sense of... Uh, you know, feedback and also the range of the kind of people watching, you know. Um, Am I meeting people, you know, at a fancy place who are telling me they've watched a certain show or, you know, when I'm, say, I'm I'm traveling by a cab somewhere and someone says, so it gives me a sense of who's watching what and uh, how much that's really penetrating through, you know, the audience. I guess that's the aim to like tap into different kinds of audiences. Absolutely. Very important, in fact. I also spoke to uh, casting director Kavish Sinha, who uh, is part of the casting team on Fan, which was your, sort of your big theatrical debut. And I believe he's also recently cast you in two upcoming movies as well. Yes. I wanted to talk to a casting director to understand, sort of try to get to the heart of what it is that's so exciting about you from, from a casting perspective. Oh, I'd love to know this. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, me. you are terrible. No, um, this is his exact words. <laughs> Uh, he said, Shreya is a phenomenal actor. She's very talented and extremely trained. She just knows the art. Be it Mirzapur or Guilty Minds, Shreya just fits in everywhere, whether it's playing someone from UP or Punjab or Maharashtra. She's also very selective with her choice of roles. You know, she's played a variety of parts, but she's not someone who jumps at just anything. She's not a desperate actor. As a casting director, you have the responsibility to know that if you're taking a role to Shreya Pilgaukar, it has to be worth her while. Unless it's a major part with substance, we'll never take it to Shreya. And that's something that comes with a lot of respect for an actor. Shreya commands that. Oh, thank you, Kavish. Those are some very kind words. That's very sweet. It is, it is. How difficult was it to get to this point where it's clear that you're saying no to roles that you don't feel have any substance? I imagine it's not easy to get to that stage. So how tough was it to get to that stage and still say no to work if you don't believe in it? My father once said to me that... um, पैसे हाँ बोलने के नहीं मिलते पैसे ना बोलने के लिए मिलते and uh, I realized that the hard way because look let's be honest because our field is so uncertain 
if there is a period in your acting career where you feel like things are not coming by or things are not working out, you want to do the best with what you have. And I have made those choices in the past. But right now, what's important for me is to really understand, okay, where do I go from here? How do I try and do things that I've been aspiring for? Um, and sometimes when you go on that ambitious journey, you have to say no to things that perhaps instinctively you know are not going to uh, do something special for you. Yeah. Because if I feel like I'm adding value to something, I want to see even how that project is adding value to me. Um, and to be very honest, I'm not a very overthinker, Suchin, when I, I select my things. My main point is, do I enjoy it as an audience? Am I having fun? That is my starting point. But in the early years, was it tough to be able to say no to things? I didn't have to say no to like many things because I didn't have many things coming my way, yeah. to be honest. In fact, I'm someone who says yes instinctively. It's just recently that I felt like perhaps I've said no to a couple of things and not because I didn't like it, because I felt it was too similar to what I've done before. So that is a big difference. Also, um... At different stages of your life, you have to maneuver your career differently, right? Um, having said that, I'm very afraid of people making assumptions. So, for example, I always, I periodically reach out to casting directors just to touch base, just to understand what's happening. And to also let them know that, hey, you know what, I'm open to doing a part like this or I heard you know someone is casting for this I don't like people assuming that because a part is small I may not do it because it's not about how big or small a part is tomorrow if I um, get to do something wonderful in a Tiger Baby production yeah. I trust that team I know those writers yeah. I would love to do it of course the part has to be good but I'm not necessarily then going to say oh I'm not a protagonist I won't do it I'm going to be open to it so I have an open mind like that um, so I don't like assumptions that I may not do something. I like to hear everything. But I, I was also, you know, in terms of the things you're saying yes to, um, I was thinking about what it must be like to be a successful actor in the world of streaming and specifically shows uh, and what the kinds of things are that lead you to say yes. Aside from the filmmaker, the story, the part, mm. things that, you know, creatively engage you. At this stage, do you also have to be aware that Aside from that one season exciting you, this thing could go on to become a four-season thing. You could be selling your soul for a very long amount of time. Is that something that goes through your mind? That is this how long a commitment is this going to be? What am I signing up for? Of course, um, but somehow the projects that I have done, um, they I knew that they would be capped to a few months. It's it's not like a large-scale film that somehow blocks you. Often, when you're working with like a superstar, yeah. they block. 100 days or the year, okay. you know, uh, because those dates are not flexible. But I feel like uh, today they do plan things well in a way where you get a sense of it. Okay. And also you have to understand what is worth what, right? Yes. So if there's something that's, you know, a big production house, the story is wonderful. If I feel like my part is very, very good, yeah. then and of course the money, everything, all the aspects have to fall into place. And then I judge it based on that. I don't think I have rules fixed for everything. And at the same time, I feel like, um, honestly, Sujan, I struggle to say no, because I always wonder, um, could that have led to something? Or, um, you know, you make up narratives in your head as yeah. to, you know, even once it releases, what if, but if you could have, you would have. But if you take like a broken news, if that goes on 
which is a show I really enjoyed on Z5, if that goes on to be a four-season engagement, mm-hmm. um, obviously there is that idea that, you know, will that take up your time in future? That You're saying that because the production on these shows isn't too extensive, hmm. that's not a sort of limiting thought. Also, you never know if it's going to go in two seasons sure. because I've never assigned a show wherein it's confirmed that there will be multiple seasons. I think they always assume that yeah. there's a possibility. But... Um, We've seen enough examples of shows that haven't made yeah. it to, you know, season two and that too with a successful cast yeah. and, you know, relatively people have enjoyed it. So that's not something I really think about. Um, however, I, I, I do feel that now I'm more conscious of where I am putting my time because what happens is just being part of a show and, you know, it, your experience being good and you enjoying yourself is one aspect of it. When it's released, how they're mounting it, yeah. how they're selling it, you know, yeah. how uh, people are going to receive that show is the second battle. Very important one. Yeah. You know. Um, but one you have less control over. Yes. Um, so that becomes also very important when I try and make my decisions because, you know, I mean, I have had to come to terms with the fact that at some point... I have to let go of this control that sometimes I end up thinking maybe I have in terms of how a show can do because the cast just doing well is not enough. The story being good is not enough. And that's a hard thing to accept as an actor, you know, because even with Guilty Minds, there are so many people who still haven't watched it. Yeah. And that hurts me because I want people to watch it. Because I know it's a good the show. That's that you want people to watch. Yeah, for sure. that's a good show. So um, maybe then you you wonder sometimes there are shows where the marketing and everything is so good and they just they're able to shove that in people's face. Yeah. So even if they have watched it, not watched it, they have a sense of who's in it, what's happening. But so much of what you just said often is to do with the platform. Yeah. Um, so. How much is that a part of your decision making when you're getting sort of an offer tomorrow? How much does the platform matter? Matters a lot. It matters a lot. Um, but today, if you notice the different platforms, um, everyone has a different way to um, approach how what kind of content they're doing and uh, how they put their shows out there and uh, how often they put their shows out there. You get a sense of their slate. And they're all diverse in their own way, to be very honest. And each of them has their big hits, yeah. right? So I don't think um, I'm pitting the platforms against each other in my head at all because I'm absolutely open to it because the production house also matters. Yeah. That's very important as to who are the people coming together to make it. Because at every stage, the story is going to be translated on to screen with the production. Then from that, the next step is how are you going to put it out there to the audience? So there are different teams constantly doing this. And slowly and steadily, the nature of that can change. There's a possibility. Yeah. Right? You're literally giving control. You're making something, giving to someone else. And they're doing something to it. And then eventually... What you see, a lot of it is a amalgamation of all these different people coming together. So yes, that is also a decision. And um, I'll be honest, if I feel like I have uh, done more projects with a certain platform, then I am, uh, while I want to continue working with them also, I like to also go around and see what other platforms are doing because it's important to build that relationship Uh, Just so that people don't think that you just work with 
one platform. So it doesn't become like a, a popularity game of like this person is working exclusively with this yeah, platform. Yeah, because I think sometimes maybe or I don't know if it's just me overthinking, but I feel perhaps different platforms can also think that okay, oh, Shreya is just working. But in my case, I've done stuff with Z5, Hotstar, Amazon, even Netflix in the past. So I hope that's not <laughs> coming. So no, in if my you look way. at all of your work over the last say five six years, you literally have worked across every single platform in some capacity or the other, except Sony Live. True. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I guess that's next on the yeah. list. Um, is there a specific platform that you've had the most sort of comfortable experience with in terms of all of these things that are out of your control? Actually, I've had genuinely, and I'm not just being politically correct here. Maybe it has to do with uh, even the uh, producers I've worked with. I've had very good experiences, but yes, in my mind, I do know which platform uh, does a better job of. Uh, the marketing and Which the you PR. Of course, I won't tell you. Fair enough. We will make our own guesses. <laughs> but but it's interesting uh, because um, I um, also at different stages of your life, I think your your experiences also are received very differently, right? Most of my work actually has been with Amazon up until now. Yes, guilty Minds, uh, Guilty Mirzapur. Minds, Mirzapur, and uh, what else? Uh, Amazon wise, uh, I mean, remind had, me. That stuff on Vogue. Amazon Mini. Yes, I yes. did Murder yeah. in Agonda for yes. them. With Netflix, I did House Arrest. Then I had Beecham House, which came later on. on and then... Uh, Broken News for Z5, Voot, you've had Crackdown and Gone Game. So, yeah, yeah. actually it's a even yeah. one. And I just shot of Amazon film, yeah. shot for Amazon film. So statistics-wise... And you're all, you've also shot for a Geo film, right? So you're literally... Oh, yes, a Geo film. Everywhere. Yes, that's true. Um, no, but yeah. what you were saying about not wanting to just work uh, with a single platform, um, something I heard with somebody who works with platforms, which I thought was kind of insane, is that certain major platforms mm. will... Uh, make it a point to not work with certain actors if they've worked with if they've been in sort of more than say two three of their big projects and these are immensely talented actors almost to say that okay enough of this person mm. and I mean I'm all for new faces you know and mm. sort of championing new talent but I thought that was pretty insane because that's like that old world you know thinking of this couple should not be in more than one film together mm. we've seen that so I thought that was pretty nuts is that is that does that surprise you that, that a platform would say okay we've had two projects with this person in I really hope that's not true yeah. I need to go and <laughs> ask my team why enough hasn't been coming from a certain platform now I don't know there's no way of knowing yeah there's really no way of knowing and there is no way of obsessing because no matter how many years and how many hits you give and you know how much you're loved there will still be no concrete answers as to how you get something what are those discussions in that room you don't know yeah. um i mean there are things that i have uh, tested for recently or i've had meetings for or pitches for which haven't worked out um and uh, i know the reason perhaps being that they wanted to just go for somebody new yeah which is fine, which is totally fine uh, because there's enough stuff out there. And um, I also think that uh, you also have to keep it exciting. You need to be wanted. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't want to be that easily accessible also. I guess there's only so much you can control your perception. You can only focus on the work and, and what you're delivering. Yeah, right? absolutely. And for me, the challenge is also to somewhere um, get people to not call me as an OTT actor yeah. because I've never understood what that means. To be like you're an actor. Yeah. You're an actor. Yeah. What is an OTT actor? Are you going to start calling Sonakshi Sinha an OTT actor? No, she's an actor. Yeah. Everybody's doing everything. 
um and i don't mean that i'm looking down on this term at all yeah. i'm just saying that the Why minute you me? exactly the minute you say that uh people assume that maybe you don't want to do films so i think just for me because i want to maintain that balance i am actively seeking uh, film work which is why um um i have i mean i have like two three films that are going to be happening soon so that's something that i'm really looking forward to just because you have to keep breaking that you have yeah. to keep breaking those assumptions that people might have uh, another thing that you've done which i thought was very interesting in terms of breaking those assumptions i wanted to talk about another thing that's not in your control is the sequence of when your shows are released <laughs> because literally uh, at towards the end of last year because you had broken news and guilty minds back to back they were sort of two characters in a similar ish space these mm. very righteous voices in a world that's not taking them seriously um and then there was this sort of idea of sort of being typecast in that world and then literally 5 months later you're in Taza Khabar where you're playing a sex worker mm. and you're completely sort of doing something and being seen in a way nobody's seen you so how much control do you have over that that you know what give me 6 months i will do something in a completely different zone uh and because i mean the timing of that is is probably ideal for any actor absolutely but at the same time uh, i remember i did taza khabar knowing fully well that um with guilty minds and with broken news there is a chance that people might be quick to bracket me as the righteous girl who yeah. is fighting for justice however as a side note i think both the characters were very different as yeah. people yeah. so in my mind i didn't typecast myself yeah. so i was quite confident that if tomorrow in interviews people ask me this question i actually know what i have to say because that wasn't my approach in fact i don't think then i would have jumped to do a broken news because guilty minds happen first but i knew the story the character the personality was different even though there are certain ideals or uh, ambitions that were similar but just in terms of people from the outside saying you know okay this is what right. we're off but yes it it did make me feel like i have to do something now or in fact i still feel like um, there are things that i want to do which will be very different from what you think ashia pilgaukar has been doing yeah. I think Vijay Verma and I need to swap scripts because um wanna I want to play how cool would that be It would be very cool It would be so cool because yeah. I think the most uh, fun exciting casting is when you don't take a very obvious person anti casting right yeah. you yeah, do yeah. something totally different So I think uh, since Vijay Verma has done enough of different uh, kinds of He needs to play the good guy bad guys and, you can murder and I've done a lot of uh, good girls I think him and I can switch and swap scripts and see what that's like That would be very cool to yeah. watch Yeah also because I really want to do something that surprises people yeah. I want to do something that people think I that they can't imagine me in Yeah and if i don't get that i want to write it but i want to do that because i think that is what is exciting to me as um, an actor and also someone who wants to in the future also make her own films or write so why not yeah. you can't sit and depend on the scripts and in fact what you asked me what are the things i've said no to there's subjects that have been slightly similar okay and not to say that i won't um do those kind of roles again but then the story has to be really good or something different or after some time yeah you know the other thing that a lot of people are talking about right now you mentioned sonakshi sinha is the idea of big bollywood entering the streaming space mm. you know for the longest time for all of us as an audience it's been this wonderful safe haven of seeing the kinds of stories and talents and storytellers you won't see on the big screen um and uh, you know somebody told me recently that there is that fear that 
when you have so many big Bollywood actors coming in, there will be less work or sort of less significant leading work for sort of talent that we've known to be on streaming. Is that something that worries you? No, it doesn't worry me. I mean, uh, I was very sure that that's bound to happen. Mm. And people are free to cast whoever they want to. I yeah. mean, why would they want to risk that, right? If they're sure about any new person, you know, uh, uh, you know, your any big Bollywood celebrity coming in. Um, all I'll say is that different stories, different budgets demand a certain kind of casting. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Today, especially when the market and the business has changed or is changing, people are still trying to figure out what's working, what's not. A lot of people have gone back into the boardroom and have reevaluated and re-looked at things, have changed budgets to see what's working, what's not working. So from that point of view, I'm guessing this is just yeah. my assumption that um, it's not as simple as who's going to suit the part. I think the aspect of maybe perhaps who's going to get numbers, how are we going to market the show with this particular individual is also of becoming a very important aspect of casting. So you think that everything can coexist? Because I guess the, 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 the fear was from a streaming space, you know, a lens from talent getting its due. It's a question of where will the next Riyapal Gaukar, next Shafali Shah, Jaidi Palawat, Prati Gandhi, where will they come from? Or will there be space for that if there are fewer projects and there are bigger projects and sort of the focus is... But out? see, ODD has helped my film career. Yeah. I'm getting film work now. Yeah. And that's because people have seen my work in the ODD space yeah. and have liked it. So similarly, if there are some people perhaps who've not got the best opportunities or certain recognition in films and are uh, getting work in the ODD space and they're good characters, they're able to show a different side to them. Yeah. So I think it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Um, if there are people who don't deliver, the audience is going to see that. Yeah. You know, and sometimes um, good casting, it doesn't matter where that person has come from, what that person has done, if it fits the story, if it does well, then that speaks for itself. And what I feel though today is that how, I don't know how people are defining the success of a show. Yes. I don't understand that yeah. because it's very easy to trend something today. It's very easy to announce success parties after the first yeah. day. It's very easy to say the we success are party normally comes one week after the trailer launch, which is always very correct. Interesting. Exactly. So, um, to me, as a as a person, to me, I think as an actor, I define it based on real feedback, messages from people, and it gives me a sense of even platforms when they have honest conversations with you about how you know it's yeah. done. It gives me an overall sense of it. But I feel today every show calls themselves. A hit. Because they can. <laughs> because they can. Because there's no transparency. Yeah. Which is another thing that's sort of very encouraging about the streaming space. You'd like to think that it's the stuff that people are enjoying that's really getting the attention it deserves. You hope that it really, like you said, it is the story and not just the hype around it. No, and for me, it's not important. I would rather someone like it or not like it, but I want people to discuss my work. Yeah. I don't, it's very painful when something is ignored. Yeah, that's the worst. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. I'd rather you not like it. Tell me that you don't like it. Talk about it. But, I, you know, I want people to talk about it. Which is particularly hard at a time where we're 
getting seven releases a week but i guess that's that's the ambition but yeah. that that's the tough thing to yeah. do yeah. how do you rise above that which is why i think for me it's very important to take things that i know are going to have a recall value even if it takes time i mean last year was just one of those really special years where everything came out together yeah. i mean fair enough better than nothing coming out but at all but it felt like the ground really shifted for you last yeah year, but right? then you know there were some people who were trying to put this this seed in my head saying aren't you afraid of uh, overexposing yourself i said abhi abhi to shuru hua hai kya overexpose let me get out there and if your definition of overexposing yourself is being the lead or a significant character in stories you're a fan of i mean that's that's i that's, mean come on let me let me have my moment yeah <laughs> don't scare me uh, i also wanted to get your advice for a lot of aspiring actors who are trying to navigate the space because i imagine as an actor so since streaming has really kicked off when the landscape is so different uh it must be a very different world out there to just sort of navigate getting those opportunities if i'm a new actor in town let's say i'm trained i have a theater background i have studied the craft um and i'm trying to land that first opportunity on streaming what is my first step is it getting relationship with casting directors what would you say is my first step so those are the basic steps anyway working on your craft yeah. um hustling in terms of going introducing yourself giving those auditions literally not thinking or above anything yeah. because honestly that's what even i did i mean i have auditioned for so many things not got half of those things but go do get out of your comfort zone all the best things happen out of your comfort zone if something scares you do it do it even more but you just have to be patient man you just have to be patient and you have to keep at it and if it's taking longer than you expected find creative ways to put yourself out there yeah. you have social media today you have it right maybe um put up a scene sing a song i mean i'm all for people putting their talent out there do whatever it takes but don't think that having a certain number of social media followers is the only thing that's going to get you yeah. the world will keep telling you that you know people will give you that impression but eventually maybe you'll get one project and then you have to deliver but you have to deliver so you need to be ready and i think as an actor i put immense value on skill and knowledge building so whether it could be any skill if action interests you train in that music train in music so that that training or that education shouldn't stop maybe that's an old school way of looking at things i don't know but i'm a big believer in constant skill building because that's something that you're going to use and you'll never know when you have to use it does it also keep you sane in the long periods of waiting between projects absolutely you have to find creative ways to keep yourself engaged in fact um i really think that it's so much fun even like there are two three months i had a break i think we'd spoken where you yeah. were really happy that i had a break <laughs> i was not working for two three months I was traveling I was just jamming and writing with a few friends nothing concrete but just creatively keeping myself engaged that's very important because that saves you on days where there's nothing happening or when things don't work out those are the days where you're creatively keeping yourself engaged so are we going to see something written by Shreya Pilgaukar soon I hope but yeah. it's a longer process yeah. because that's not my immediate forte right yeah. but it's something I'm working on and uh, um I'll take my time to do it because I want to do it well yeah. but I would say that and also you have to accept the fact that this is a creative business but the word business is also there in it 
and it's a mix of talent luck and opportunity um so you have to allow space for things that are not in your hand and are not in your control which is another thing i love about the streaming space the idea that it's breaking that age barrier we have new exciting talents that we're you know discovering that aren't sort of 28 year olds with abs you know like yes. there are people at sort of all ages protagonists or supporting characters of all ages who are finally getting discovered and getting their due and these are people perhaps who've been working yeah. so i mean i've been working for 10 years now yeah. and last year is when i felt yeah. like I'm I still don't feel like I've arrived. No, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. But I felt like I took 3 4 steps up yeah. and just 3 4 steps. Yeah. Because every project I feel like okay, this is my debut. Yeah. It I approach it with that freshness. Um because I feel like I've just started and now there's so much more that I want to do. Um many things I don't know how they're going to happen and how I'm going to carve that way for myself but I need to keep it fresh for myself too so uh, the other thing I wanted to ask about in terms of an advice perspective you know I'm navigating the industry how important is it for me to be aware of all the players platforms and production houses i mean my job is literally to cover the streaming space and sometimes it's so difficult just to keep track of the releases production houses and, and platforms and what the shows are so as as an aspiring actor how important is either watching or just awareness of what are the shows which sony live show is representing itself with new faces which are the shows which are more traditionally based how important is it to have that awareness of the entire landscape very important do your homework yeah. do your homework i still do it i still have to do it because i want to know uh, what kind of stories are being told who's supporting what kind of talent because that helps me to know okay who do i have to reach out and those are the kind of meetings i have i have gone out there and actually gone to various meetings just to say that these are the kind of things i'm keen to do and they're always surprised yeah. that oh you're open to that that's great there is no ego in going and telling people that i'd love to work with you you may not always get that meeting sometimes you know there are certain production houses producers i want to work with it's difficult to get a meeting because you're not part of the group or the clan right fair enough but keep trying you know put yourself out there without don't stop living life though yeah. don't stop living life because you can't i mean if you really ask me the the advice i got which i really uh, applied is that don't measure your worth or value yourself based on the replies you get no don't value yourself based on um how your acting career is going interesting by that i mean because your life is not just that your worth is not that hit or flop you know so you need to have a much broader perspective if you have time go go for a trek do what you have to do live your life live your life but don't get stuck if something is not working out it'll happen you know you mentioned sort of reaching out to people and you know sort of you will reach out to filmmakers and let them know that you want to work yeah. with them um again if if i'm in that zone where i've been a part of maybe two three shows mm. in supporting roles mm. not sort of the biggest meatiest roles um what is the right way to reach out to filmmakers and producers who I want to work with a lot of them have spoken about the wrong way to do it mm. the inappropriate the annoying way mm. what in your experience is the right way your work should speak for itself okay. secondly no part is too big or small so if you think people are watching suchin people are watching more than you know okay. that's the best part there are so many times i assume people haven't watched that show you know a particular show of mine from the past but i feel there's an audience for everything make a show reel if you have to 
you know. And then do you sort of try and get their number? Are you talk to them on Instagram? How, what's the right way for me to do Different it? Different ways. So if I like someone's work, sometimes I'll message, if I don't have their number, I'll message them on Instagram. Um, the director of Tabbar recently, yeah, I met yeah. with him, Ajit Pal. Fire in the Mountains, one of his, uh, his film, in fact, yeah. had just released. Um, he's such an interesting voice and I was instantly drawn to him as a filmmaker. I reached out to him. And I said to him that I want to, you know, possibly at some time, at some point would love to work with you. And um, in general, of course, he was kind enough to respond. But um, find any way to, you know, reach out. And people might not always respond. Okay, I have to say that people might not always respond. But there is no harm in having a creative conversation and going out there just to understand the person. And I would say... If you have certain work, just make your show real and keep it ready. Tomorrow, if you have to send it out to a casting director, do that. It's ready. Because more than having images or different photo photo shoots, you keep your reel ready. Keep that work reel ready. And um, we have enough inspiring examples in the recent past of supporting characters, quote-unquote, um, who've stolen the show. Yeah. So you have those examples before you. No, I was just going to say uh, Ajit Pal's uh, Tabbar. Uh, it's it's for me. It's in the guilty minds category of some some of the finest shows I've made that you hope really get more of an audience mm. uh, because it, that's such a fine show. Again, word of mouth is what helped both yes. these shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just hope that word of mouth is slightly yeah. louder. Um, <laughs> uh, then I wanted to talk to you about prep as well. You've landed that opportunity, that role, supporting or otherwise. If I was a fly on the wall in the weeks you're spending prepping, what would I see you doing? Just reading the script over and over again. Um, I read the whole script. I know a lot of actors like to just read their part, yeah. but I like to give a, a context to everything that my character is doing. I'll have a lot of conversations with my director. Of course, getting the lines out of the way is very important so that on the day, yeah. I'm not stressing or thinking about that. Um for me, it's more of sitting with it. I don't like to over-rehearse because I like it to also be fresh because sometimes over-rehearsing with your actors can also uh, make it very predictable. Um, so I spend a lot of time by myself just sitting with the script, just thinking about it. And I don't know what's going to come out of those thoughts or those internal conversations or that dialogue I'm having with myself. Um, I travel a lot and the reason why I travel is because I think all your stories are there, all your characters are there. When I'm at the airport, People I'm not watching. sitting in a lounge. I'm actually sitting with my mask on, listening to the kind of conversations around me because those are the way the dialogues are written. That's yeah. where the improv comes from. Yeah. So a lot of it is getting out of your head and keeping your senses alive and active. Everything's out there. Just observing everything. Just observing everything. And the process is different for uh, different things. Like for Taza Khabar, of course, I didn't get a chance to actually go there. Mm. Also, the story did not um, have the space to really get into the depth of my character. Mm. But then in terms of uh, dialect, dialect is very important for me. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was starting out, uh, there was a director who said to me that um, Hindi mein thoda Marathi accent aata hai. I said, really? I didn't know that. I said, Achha. um So I asked dad, I said, do you think? He said, no, but I don't think so. But I don't think there's anything wrong in taking that feedback. And now that you're starting shoot for a show, for a show called Mirzapur, why don't you sit with the writers and um, see 
what you can do with your dialect and i sat with um, puneet ji and uh, i would keep the recorder on and him and i would just be talking about it and eventually the biggest compliment that i got was people thought i was from there no yeah. one knew i was a maharashtrian so as an actor it's very important for me to work on the language the dialect even though i'm a maharashtrian madhu from taza khabar speaks very differently yeah that's very important and you see some of like our favorite actors have that skill so that's something i want to always work on because that's where you get caught yeah if you're a city girl and if you're playing a girl from a small town aap pakde jaate ho immediately so that's something i'm very conscious of which i guess comes back to what kavish was saying you know someone who can really try and sort of inhabit a different worlds there's something else you said in an interview about prep where you said that when you're not a lead you have to create your character graph through the small bits and pieces in the material to stand out and i think this is something that would be very relevant for a people who have been offered smaller characters and b unfortunately for there's of, nothing like a smaller character but i meant people who might not on a writing level mm. you know might not have it fleshed out and unfortunately i'm sure it's also true for a lot of female actors mm. starting out mm. where those characters are mm. not fleshed out what 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 is the craft to that to sort of a character that's not you know fleshed out properly and how are you adding to that how do you approach that to really flesh it out and give yourself more you have to create that weight that vazan as you call it you have to because even if you have one scene <laughs> i don't know how you end up doing it but you need to try and give a bagging performance so that the <laughs> editor keeps it on your face <laughs> you know that that is something there's no clear answer to it you just have to be a very good actor then yeah In fact, casting for such parts is more difficult. Okay. And casting directors and directors take more time to cast uh, these characters. And if you see, sometimes you can have your protagonist who's weak, but the supporting cast makes them look good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot to you as actors. We have a lot to owe to the people we are working with if we are the leads in it, because they also make us look good. And it is your game. Absolutely, Guilty Minds. Overall, the casting I would say was so good. The first call I made was to Gautam Kishan Chandani, and I said, "Sir, your casting, like the judge, the way he's looking, the way he's handling his files." The other thing about being an actor, which I don't feel like gets discussed enough, is the non-creative side. It's the admin, it's the legal, it's the contracts and mm. things like that. So again, just putting yourself in that position of. A, a new actor on the scene who sort of landed maybe their first couple of roles uh, on a streaming show. What advice would you have for them? Where this whole world of contracts and sort of negotiations is new to me. What advice would you have for them? We're not just actors, but we're also businessmen. You have to be. I have to be a businesswoman when I go into a meeting, also, and you have to um, train yourself to understand the nitty gritties of things like contracts, and don't be afraid to ask for what you think you deserve. Yeah. because often people get stuck because they think okay we won't get it but that doesn't mean you shouldn't ask for it oh the arguments i've had it's unbelievable the kind of things the kind of basic things that you need to fight for yeah i mean of course things are much better now um but that's not a good feeling you know you don't need to fight for respect you don't need to fight for basic things but this know how and this is a very good question you've asked because this know how is important and it's only recently that i have taken a uh, interest to 
understand the the legalities the details how things are worded um because that's something that i feel like i want to do so that's very important for me and i think it's not enough to just say bas main apna kaam karke nikal jaungi aur mera manager dekh lega mera team meri team dekh legi no that's not enough i like to take that interest um generally because i like to know what's happening and there's always scope to better things but you think it's better today than it was a few years ago see everyone's experience is different yeah. so i don't know but yesterday people are answerable um I think there were earlier contracts everything would happen in a very casual way sometimes you start shooting and things are not done but to date I I mean there are so many conversations I've been part of wherein payments are not on time payments are delayed and you really have to fight for it um thankfully I have not been in that position where I've had to fight these battles but it is so sad to see that yeah. and even in terms of the pay the disparity is way too much yeah. it's way too much and it feels very unfair and i'm so glad when you know priyanka chopra comes out or talk and talks about it because this is something that really frustrates me is that as a leading woman you will be paid less fact than a leading man yeah. and this is something that's got to change and um sometimes you have to um you have to stand up for what you know you deserve and not unreasonably yeah. because i guess that's how they win right they they make you feel like asking for what you deserve is you asking for the moon right and yeah. see with every situation with every circumstance you also have to have an overview of it as to what you know what is the project who are the producers what is the market situation right now how much do you want it i balance it out like that yeah. there's never there's i mean i've never done a project just for money um it's a privilege to even say that um but when you put your heart and soul into something you want to be compensated of right? course you want to and i've done things sometimes wherein even if the money hasn't been very good i've gained value from it in a different way but that balance is very important it's extremely important and i really hope that um, uh for women especially it becomes difficult there was a producer who i had a conversation with recently he said that the reality is that often you become replaceable unless you fall in a certain bracket a certain bracket of what of like the budget okay so say they're looking for actors in a certain budget even if they want you oh they say they really want yeah. you but the minute you insist that no this is the price i'm looking at your talent has its limits you become replaceable which is uh, unfortunately not surprising but still insane yes. sad yes so which is why i said that they should really really want you so i i hope to reach that level wherein irrespective of anything they would want to cast me and they will do their best to have me yeah. and i've had certain experiences like that and everybody adjusts accommodates and works towards making that happen yeah. you know it's not like you're being stuck or stubborn and then suddenly you hear of these ridiculous numbers that others are getting and you're like what <laughs> i fought for that and that's a fraction for that um on a slightly more hopeful note uh, or i think it's more hopeful one thing that i find so interesting about the streaming space is there were so many stories with female protagonists and it's in you know in my estimation it's very sincere what happens on the big screen i think is whenever you have a whatever that horrible tag is female led film female protagonist it literally feels like the industry saying you're welcome i've given you a social drama with a female tag it's a tick box mm. but on streaming it just happens to be that so many of the best shows 
have female protagonists. I think of an and Arya. across ages. Yes, that's. Uh, I, I think of an Arya. I think of, of obviously Guilty Minds, and there's so many of Delhi them. Delhi Crime. Delhi Crime, of course, my on Netflix. Some of the best ones and biggest ones, which and it it really feels like closer to an afterthought than it's ever been. The yes. idea that my big show just happens to be about yes. a woman. Why is that? What is it about streaming that that's really allowing these stories? And is it enough, or are we just celebrating the great twenty percent? No, I think uh, the representation has been good. You'll always say that there is much more scope because yeah. there always is much scope. But what I must appreciate is that you also have women across ages yeah. being protagonists. Yeah. It's not just a certain age category, which is an important point to note. Secondly. um usually as you said in female led films you know even when you have biopics you show those struggles and then how she overcomes it and all of that but today you also have stuff where you just you're not seeing all of that you've just seeing a woman be herself no st- extra struggles no nothing like a masaba masaba for example yeah. like her her life and oh, what are her desires you know yes. there's conversations about sexuality there's conversations about i mean just generally a female gaze yeah. on things and um, it's good to see that variety and i feel like the reason why there's not enough is because people think that that's not going to get them the numbers i feel like that is what it is i don't know the calculation or the math or how all of this is discussed but um without even having to do it to prove a point you can people are seamlessly doing it now you know even like for example the hard all three of them are there on the forefront yeah. you can't say like one is above the other when you said that i was making a calculation in my head of what are considered the most popular shows on streaming and yes most of them are male led but if you change the list to the best shows on streaming so far mm-hmm. then it's it's much more equal space and i think you'd have a lot more female led stories yeah i mean i i really hope and more than anything else even if it's not just a female led story have the men and women both take it forward yeah. you know um but i st- i feel like that is happening and also because you have so many uh, different kinds of writers and directors and creators and women in different aspects or facets of the film industry coming in um that it's not just the uh, women in front of the camera there are so many women behind it so automatically the gaze the perspective is different and it's just really an exciting time um to be an actor today because you never know what's going to come up next yeah. you don't know and we we really hope it stays that way uh, on a closing note if there's one thing you wish you knew uh when you were navigating the world of streaming and streaming shows specifically uh one thing you wish you knew back when you were just starting out what would it be that i don't need to do a film to be a star <laughs> that's that's a very encouraging note uh <laughs> and i guess on a slightly more holistic level if there's one thing you could change about the way the streaming arena operates either as an actor or generally what would it be the focus on quality needs to be there yes I It's of course agree with you. Not just about churning out things um over and over again. Also um not everything about I mean this this field is just the social media engagement. I mean I'm sure there'll be many people who'll correct me saying no this is what it is. But this obsession of casting people with followers really needs to stop. 
Yeah, no, know? I mean, I I was talking to sort of two casting directors recently, and they said that like you should be allowed to be an actor who's not on Instagram. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm saying that you you can be. Don't get me wrong. You can be perfectly amazing, mm-hmm. and you, but be cast for your skills mm-hmm. and not just for how many followers you have. You know. I mean, there's no reason to hate on people if tomorrow if an influencer. I mean, Bhuvan did such a good job in Taza Khabar. Yeah. I mean, he was genuinely good. Yeah. Uh, his production, he mounted all of it so beautifully. But not to cast people just for the sake of it. Yeah. Because I, that's just putting out the wrong message. I feel. Yeah, I think those two things sort of get sort of mixed. You know, the idea that you cast influencers for the sake of being influencers. But for me, I don't put Bhuvan in that category. That's someone who's genuinely talented. Yeah, Prajakta also. Yeah, I think she's very the, talented. Yeah, it's not the so, um, I mean, there's no need to hate. Everybody can coexist. But I think aspiring actors shouldn't get the wrong impression yeah. that you need to have a blue tick or a certain number of followers to get work. Just hope that talent gets its due. Absolutely. I mean, that's it's a very ideal way of saying it, but that's the hope, right? <laughs> uh, but no, thank you so much for doing this, and it's been such an exciting few years for you across sort of platforms, across stories, and we really look forward to the next fifty million. Yes, and uh, next time, hopefully, you see me in a dark comedy, <laughs> dancing around, Madrid being people. a serial killer, <laughs> and then we talk about that. I would watch the hell out of that show. <laughs> thank you, Shreya. Thank you, Sujan. You can catch new episodes of the streaming show powered by Omax Media every Wednesday on your favorite audio platform. 